In this Sikha, the Rebbe is focusing on a Pasuk that says in the Parsha regarding Yitzchak, how he had dug a couple of wells, a few wells, and there was various different fights over them. And finally, he digs a well, and there was no fights, there was no quarreling regarding this well. And Yitzchak says, Ki Hashem lonu, Now Hashem has given us plenty of space, Ufarinu Ba'aretz. It's going to be these words, Ufarinu Ba'aretz, that's going to be the discussion of the Sikha. What these words, Ufarinu Ba'aretz, mean most people translate it to Farinu, we will multiply, we will be fruitful in the land, is the way it's usually translated. Rashi on the words of Farinu Ba'aretz says, Kitargumoy, as Targum translates it, Venipush Ba'aro. Venipush Ba'aro, you would translate as, we will increase in the land. So the Rebbe says that the Mepharshim write, what's bothering Rashi? The word Ufarinu sounds like it's in the past tense. But we're speaking about Ki'ato Hirchiv Hashem Hashem has now given us ample space, therefore Ufarinu Ba'aretz. So Ufarinu can't mean the past tense. So Rashi says, let's look at Targum. Venipush is the future. We will be fruitful in the land. But the Rebbe says it's hard to say that this is what Rashi is saying because this concept that a word is changed based on the Vav in the beginning of the word from the past to the future is a very, very common thing. And seemingly there's no reason for Rashi to explain this. The Rebbe also asks, why does Rashi have to quote the word Ufarinu Ba'aretz if all he's translating seemingly is the word Ufarinu? So to explain this, the Rebbe says the following. The Rebbe says the word Ufarinu, which we usually associate with a fruit and being fruitful, is like pruurvu, we say be fruitful and multiply. So that's the way we would seemingly understand it over here as well. The only problem is that by pruurvu, Rashi says that if only for the word pru, we would have understood that one person gives birth to one more child. It's only because of the word pruurvu, we now know that one person could also be giving birth to many children. The problem in our passage is it says ufarinu, but since, so it means having children seemingly, but if it would only mean having one child, how does that fit with what it just said before? Because Hashem has given us so much space, therefore, Ufarinu Baaretz, we're going to have many children, we're going to have one child. And therefore, the Rebbe says, it's very difficult over here to say that Ufarinu means just having one child. Especially in our case, you might say Ufarinu means as we have in some other psukim, like v'nif, um, the Pasuk says, which could mean multiplying and having many children, but in our case, again, it will be a problem because Yitzchak ends up having only two children. So how could it mean for Rinu having um, many, many children? If, in other words, if Yitzchak only has two children, how would that fit with Farinu? How would that fit with Hirchiv Hashem Lonu? It's because of all of this that Rashi translates that the word Ufarinu does not actually mean being fruitful and having children. Rashi brings the word the Targum, which says Venipush. The word Venipush means we will increase, we will become bigger and greater. And therefore, Rashi said, the Rebbe is explaining, what Rashi is trying to tell us that in this case Ufarinu Baritz actually does not mean having children, being fruitful. But rather it means Yitzchak himself will become very, very great, very, very big, increase, becoming powerful, becoming prosperous, and so on, as in the Pasuk, he becomes greater and greater and greater. Says the Rebbe, why is it that Rashi needs the Targum to support this? 
Because the truth of the matter is, almost every single time the Torah uses words such as pru or avu and similar expressions, the Targum always translates it with a word similar to venipush, pushu, which means Targum always understands that the word pru really is an expression of increasing, not necessarily, but dafka only meaning as in having children. Yes, having children is part of the way the person increases and becomes greater. And this is why Rashi is bringing the Targum to show us that really when it says ufarinu over this is the normal and regular way of understanding the word. It doesn't have to mean children. Rather, it could just mean the person himself becoming bigger and greater. The Rebbe asks, seemingly, maybe ufarinu does mean having a lot of children. Ah, you said Yitzchak didn't have more than two children. True, but Yitzchak has grandchildren. And we learned already earlier that grandchildren are like children. And therefore, maybe when he says Ufarinu Baritz, he's actually referring to his grandchildren, to Yaakov's children. This is why Rashi has to bring the word Ufarinu Baritz, we will increase in the land. And we said it means increase. And why can't it be being fruitful and having many children in the land? Because Yaakov didn't have his children in Eretz Yisrael, it was in Chutz Laaretz. And therefore, we can't, once again can't translate that it means being fruitful. The Rebbe also adds another point. Why is it that Rashi actually uses the word of Targum and says, Venipush, why doesn't he just say, look in the Targum? Because really in Targum, there's two girsois. One is Venipush, as we said, which is we will increase. The other one is Viyafshi Nono in some versions, which means, and Hashem will make us increase. So the Rebbe is saying there's a, literally a, a, actually a difference in the translation of the word then Ufarinu, whether it means he will make us increase or we will increase. And therefore Rashi is telling us the correct version of Ufarinu means we will increase. And then the Rebbe goes on to explain this al a very, very powerful Indian. The idea is that in the Pasuk we're speaking about two things. There's one thing, what Hashem does for us, the expansion that Hashem gives us, the abilities that Hashem gives us, and then there's Venipush Ba'ara, then there's what we go ahead and we do through our own Avoidah. And this is why Rashi is saying this Venipush Ba'ara, in other words, that the whole point is that we need to go ahead through our Avoidah. And yes, this is the Kavana what the Abishta wanted. The Abishta gave us lots of Koichas, but we need to now go ahead and work with the Ara, with the world, with the world as it is. The Abishta created seemingly a limited and a finite world. And it's our avoidance to expand upon it and to make it bigger and greater by bringing Elikus in the world, which through which we become a partner with Hashem in the creation. Are you going to ask if the Abishta created a finite world, if the Abishta created a limited world, how could we come ahead and add in it and achieve and, and make it bigger? So the Pasuk says, Ki Hashem, lonu. Hashem himself is the one that gave us the koiches to be able to add to the creation. And therefore we could go ahead and bring the world out of its state of limitations and bring it to the Harchava, to this expansion that, is, that it has. Says the Rebbe, this idea is also hinted in the Pasuk. Here too we have the same idea. The Pasuk says, I am Hashem that's lifting you up out of Mitzrayim. This is coming from above. But then, open your mouth wide and I'll fill it. In other words, the Abishta created again a mouth with a certain limitation. But nevertheless, the Abishta is telling us, open your mouth wide. You might say, if the Abishta created the limitation, how can we change it? But the answer is, I am the one that's taking you out of Mitzrayim. I'm lifting you up out of all the limitations. And therefore, there's absolutely no problem for you to go beyond all of the limitations because this is itself 
part of what Hashem wants. In fact, the Rebbe explains with this a very interesting Gemara, where Turnus Harosha comes to Rabbi Akiva and says, if the Abishter loves the poor people, why doesn't he feed them? And if you give them tzedakah, actually whoever gives them tzedakah has to go to Gehenim because you're going against Hashem's will. Hashem wants this person to be poor. Says Rabbi Akiva, these are the children of the Abishter. In other words, first of all, so therefore, of course, Hashem wants us to give tzedakah. But furthermore, how can we change the order of creation? Because we are children. We are part of Hashem. The Abishter wants and gives us the koiches to be able to lift up the creation to a place beyond limitations. And therefore, the Abishter is the one that gives us the koiches and guarantees us that when harchav picho, we open our mouths wide, the Abishter fills it with all of the things that we request and we ask. And this too is in the words of Farinu Baaretz. What is Ufarinu Baaretz? We will increase. It's not even a bakasha or a tefillah. We're guaranteed that when we do what the Abishta wants, of course, we're going to get to the Tachlis and we are going to achieve Ufarinu Baaretz to bring down into the land and into worldly matters the greatest levels of Likus and making the world a dira betachtainu for the Abishta where there will be a tremendous galus Likus when Mashiach comes. That's the Sicha. I just want to point out one interesting thing from one of the Ha'aras over here, a very fascinating Ha'ara, which is specifically connected to the year when we're learning the Sicha right now in many ways, because we're Tavshin Pei Aleph right now, and it's a Ha'ara that's related to the number Pei Aleph. The Rebbe says the Pasuk we were quoting, Harchev Picha Vamalei, was in capital Pei Aleph in Tehillim. What's the idea of Pei Aleph? Says the Rebbe, the same idea. On the one hand, Pei, Pei means a mouth. What is Aleph, Pei Aleph? After we have a mouth. Now we go and we increase and we add even more to the mouth. There's the pay, and then we're adding one more after the pay. The Rebbe says this is connected to the time when someone says capital pay aleph. When someone turns 80, he's going into his 81st year, he's now saying capital pay aleph. What's the idea of 80? It says, the Pasuk says, that you may know, he's saying to a person who lives 70 years, the number is 80 years. That's already like the greatest number within Teva. Says the Rebbe, but what happens after that? You went past 80 years. You're going into the 81st year. That's harchev pichav amalayu. It's pay aleph. You're going to have the, what the limitation what the Abishta gave. And now you're going to step beyond that, going beyond all of the hagbolois that the Abishta made. In this order, the Rebbe Osef points out a very, very interesting thing. That if the idea of people saying the kapitlach according to the age, the Rebbe says is hinted in a very interesting way in kapitel ayin beis in Tehillim, which finishes with the words, kolus filois david ben yishoi. Now is the time that David HaMelech finished the Tfilois. The Rebbe says, based on a Gemara, that in many ways, capital Aleph and Beis are counted as one capital, that for David HaMelech was counted as one capital, that means this capital Ayin Beis is technically capital Ayin Aleph, which David HaMelech is saying when he's 70 years old, the time when he passes away. So when he's passing away, he's saying this capital, Kalus Tfilois, now he concludes the Kapitlach, the Tfilois of David Ben Yishai. And finally, one last point from the Ha'aris over here that the Rebbe is speaking also in the same idea related to these kapitlach being counted as one kapitel or two kapitlach, kapitel Aleph and Beis. Just very briefly, the Rebbe says, why is it sometimes counted as one and sometimes as two? For David HaMelech, it was counted as one. Because the first kapitel is speaking about a Yid learning Torah and doing mitzvahs and so on. The second kapitel is saying, wow, how is it even possible for a Goy to think that he could ever start up with a Yid? The Rebbe says, for David HaMelech, and for that time, that was all in one tkuf, in one period. The Yidin are doing what they're supposed to, and there's no svari even, there's no logic even to think that a guy could start up with a Yid. 
But for most of the time of the Golos, it actually comes at two separate times. There's a time Yidin are doing what they're supposed to be doing, but we're waiting for the time Mashiach will come, and finally we're going to be able to say, Lomorak Shagayim, how could the Goyim even think of starting up with the Yidin? Yoshev Bashamayim Yisrael, the Eibishta laughs at them, and so on and so forth, and giving the Yidin all the brochos, me'atov yad oilam.